Welcome to the Intuitive Rising Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Brooks. Up until about five years ago, I was your average mom of three. It was after the sudden loss of my father that my life changed forever and the rising within me began. Since then, I've embraced my gifts and have stepped into my role as an evidential psychic medium, past life reader, higher self mentor, holy fire Reiki practitioner, and published author. In this podcast, we will talk all things spiritual and healing through a very grounded and relatable approach. I hope you'll continue to join me each week, remembering who you always were as we rise together. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Intuitive Rising podcast. I am your host, Amy Brooks. So glad that you're here with me, taking time out of your busy lives to listen. I know a lot of you tell me that you're listening when you're driving to and from work or when you're on your lunch hour or when you are doing housework or maybe when you're exercising and I just can't thank you enough. I appreciate you all so very much. If you have not already left a review on wherever it is that you're listening to this podcast from, then if you would, I would be so appreciative. This helps more people find me. This helps the ripple effect. I'm all about the ripple effect lately. I've been reflecting and thinking about that a lot. What my personal ripple effect is. We all have a ripple effect, right? And and we can choose what that is and we can choose how we make other people feel and our general energy about things and life and you know, what is your what is your mission? That's what's coming through in this moment. What is it that brings you the most fulfillment? What is it that you feel naturally drawn to and interested in? What's your legacy? What do you want your legacy to be? That's your ripple effect. Never too late to begin intentionally working at your ripple effect. But also knowing that when you are aligned with yourself and with your energy, you are naturally creating a ripple effect in the world with that just by being you. Everybody in this world is a key player. We are all interconnected. Okay, that was a mini a mini channel from Spirit to get us started today. Um, I want to come on today and talk about some frequently asked questions and really from the lens of like what to expect from a reading. Okay, so this came about... This idea for this episode came about through a client and friend. Um, And so this client has had multiple readings with me. She usually comes like maybe once, twice a year, has referred me so many times. I worked with so many, you know, friends and, and family members of hers. And she was sharing with me last night, actually, that she was, I don't remember where she was, but I feel like she was having some sort of service done, whether it was her hair or waxing or nails or something, right? Like she was doing something like that. And I don't know how the conversation started between her and the person that was providing this service for her, but they ended up talking about grief and mediumship and things like that. 
And so my client had shared about her experiences with me. This, this client I'm referring to just had a reading with me a few days ago as well. So it was fresh in her mind. And so they began talking about me and mediumship in general. And, uh, you know, my client had said she could feel kind of the interest from the other person, but also the hesitation from the other person. And there was questions like, well, you know, how does she do that virtually? And how did you feel? And how do you know what's like, what's going to come through is, is okay. And you're ready for it. And all of these kind of questions. And so I was so grateful that my client shared these things with me because as soon as she was sharing the story with me, I thought, you know what? I need to create a podcast episode where I talk about these things. So a lot of you um, have found this podcast and you found the podcast because you are a client of mine. You've already had the experience of having a reading with me. Some of you might just be finding me for the first time and you don't have any experience with me. I know that having a reading with someone is a potentially life-changing, life-altering experience. It's a big honor to do this work. It's also a big responsibility because I am very aware of how what I say and how I say it could impact that individual for the rest of their lives, good or not so good. And so that is why I've made it a personal mission of mine to myth bust, to break down mistruths and misconceptions. And you know, those misconceptions and mistruths, they exist for a reason. They exist because there have been centuries of inauthentic readers, but there's also been centuries of authentic readers. There's always going to be frauds in like every field there is, right? Um, you know, and this work, we're working with the, with the quote unquote invisible, invisible realm. It's not invisible to me as I see it clairvoyantly and experience it, but for the average population, you know, I, I understand why a person would go like, is that just her wishful thinking and her imagination or is that real? There's no way really to experience that and know that unless you have the experience of experience, like having the actual thing happen to you or booking a reading and having a really tremendous, great reading that makes you believe in that. But you know, like people like me who really, really have made it their mission to myth bust and to be very ethical and make sure that I'm standing in integrity and make sure that I'm trauma informed. You know, it, it definitely can grind my gears when I see someone, you know, on TikTok or on Instagram that is not really coming from that place because it does a disservice to those who have made this their life path, who have made this their calling and who have that positive impact and that positive ripple effect. 
anyone who knows me and has had a reading with me knows that this is not about the money. It's not a quick get rich scheme. It's not about the fame. It's not about people knowing who I am. (laughs) I've had to work through so much to even put myself out there because I don't always want to be seen. I don't really always want everybody to know who I am, right? Um, So it's not about that for me, but I am realizing that it is a part of my path to be seen um, and to be out there sharing the good, showing another way, being that status disruptor of the status quo. Um, so yeah, I think it's a really good question. Like, how do you know who is right for you? How do you know you're right for a reading? How do you know you're ready for a reading is what I mean to say. Not right for a reading. How do you know you are ready for a reading? Okay. Well, this is a personal question and there's no right answer. And I also feel like it is dependent upon what kind of reading you're wanting to get. So if you're looking for... Uh, I just kind of want you to give me some guidance around what you see happening in my future. Um, Or, you know, are you able to tap in and tell me uh, what is possible for me? Are you able to tap in and see, like, what is it that I really need to leave behind? What is it that I need to heal in order to move forward? You might be ready for that kind of reading, right? That's what I call intuitive guidance. Someone else might call that a psychic reading. That is when I am connecting to your energy as a living person in front of me. I'm connecting to your energy field and I'm bringing through any and all things that want to come through. I do have boundaries with this. So I, there are things that I do not connect to. And I have spoken about that in great length before. But I'm not somebody that will connect to like death dates. Um, I will not bring forward any fear-based messages like... Um, you know, your curse or somebody's put a hex on you, give me $500 so I can remove it. <laughs> like that, that is certainly something that I would never connect to. Um, I would never connect to anybody's health in the sense of like bringing through a diagnosis or seeing something scary. Like somebody actually told me that they, one of their coworkers had gone to, uh, quite a popular medium in their area. And that that medium had said to this coworker, your sister is going to die of cancer in the next five years. And that person was absolutely terrified and they were afraid and they were very unsettled by that information. And that is one of those things that, you know, if I was sitting in front of that medium, I would say, What good did it do to bring forward that information for that person? You are always meant to do more good than harm. You're not supposed to bring harm on to people in any way, but especially not when somebody is this vulnerable and open and they're literally opening their energetic field to you. If you don't have the best intentions, you have no business doing this. There needs to be education around this work. And I feel a personal pull towards working around creating content on that education. Rather than just talking about my experiences, I feel this tug 
currently to talk more about, you know, the not, not so much rules around it because I don't think there are rules around it. And that's a problem with things like this is that it is unregulated. Um, you don't go to school to be a medium. It's not some, you know, a thing on your wall. There's no diploma on your wall saying that you've passed something and you're educated and you know how to work with clients. So I will work on content around education. That's something that's coming in and Spirit's like, please, Amy, do that. So yes, I will. <laughs> um, but, you know, that's intuitive guidance. So somebody might be more ready for that information right off the get-go. And I certainly have seen that kind of evolution with some of my clients where they start off with like, I'm going to do like a one-card reading, okay, which is like my shortest um, offering. And so it's like, I'm just going to test the waters and see how it goes. And then you know, they will have a good experience with that. And they'll go, okay, I think I'm ready to dive into my past lives. And then we'll do a past life reading. And then they're like, okay, I think I'm ready to do intuitive guidance. And they do. And then they'll do mediumship. Because mediumship is one of those things that I really feel you have to be ready for. Because mediumship is connecting to a loved one in spirit. Somebody who is no longer living, who has passed from this world, and is in the spirit realm. And there's a lot to unpack with that. There are a lot of belief systems that people have about what happens when someone dies, all the way from that's the end, that's nothing, there's nothing beyond that, it's just the end, lights out, to um, you know, God and heaven and the angels and all those things, and everything in between. So to sign up for mediumship, I feel like you have to be really clear that you are open and curious and emotionally ready. Because when you're talking about connecting to someone's loved one, there's obviously love there, there's feelings, there's grief, deep, deep, deep grief. And you don't play around with that, right? You don't play around with that. So it's important, I feel like, if you are wanting a mediumship reading, number one, there is no set time limit. Some mediums will say, I um, I think you should wait six months before, like after that person passes until you come and see me. For me, I don't have that stipulation. And that is because that's not my experience. I think it's very personal. Now, if you know my story, you know that I connected to my dad when he was on life support. And, um, you know, he technically was still living, right? But yet he communicated with me. I've communicated for multiple spirits of friends and family members who were sitting, you know, at the, at the hospital bedside with their grandmother or what have you. And they have come through energetically to me even before they've passed, Right. So it's it's not about timing of when I'm ready or when the spirit person is ready. It's when you are ready. When are you ready? That might be a week after they pass. That might be six months. That might be five years. You need to make sure that you are ready for the experience. That's number one. Number two. You need to weed out. <laughs> who is going to do this for you? Just because you're listening to me 
and you know me maybe, it doesn't mean that I am necessarily the medium for you. You will know. The people that find me will say, I don't know what it is, but like I saw your website. It was like, it was like giving me something. Like I just felt this, my intuition say, this is the person or my arm hairs went up or the hair stood on the back of my neck and I wasn't sure why. And so that might be your experience. Maybe you're just drawn to me and you don't know why. And that is enough for you to trust that I'm the person for you. Maybe you find me randomly and you're reading all my reviews and you're like, yeah, I get a good energy about her. Reviews speak people. They definitely do. They do. I, a lot of people will tell me I booked with you over somebody else because I read all your reviews. And, you know, I would say a good chunk um, of my people that find me are referred to me, which is the cream of the crop. Who doesn't want to be referred and so when you've been referred to someone, you probably have that extra layer of trust. Like I can trust this person because my friend or my family member had an experience and they said it went awesome. I'm also a medium that puts myself out there quite a bit. So I will do like mediumship demonstrations. So the general public can see how I work. They can see what a reading would be like. I also allow my clients to pay for recording of their session. So if you're booking a session, there's a little add-on that you can click if you want your, your session recorded. Not everybody will allow you to do that. I do that because I know when I have had readings in the past, sometimes it's like an out-of-body experience and you're like, what just happened? Oh my God, I forget everything, right? And so it's nice to have that little memento to revisit and my clients will tell me that they're still looking at them years later. But it also allows you to share that with someone. So you might have a reading and your parent comes through and, you know, you have the reading alone, but you really want to share that with your sibling and you could share it with your sibling. I'm very open to being seen and having things shared because that's what this is all about. It's all about the ripple effect, right? So how do you know what to expect from a reading? Well, like I said, I think it's important for you to choose a medium that you are drawn to or has come recommended to you or you just get a really good vibe from. Read people's reviews. Go on their social media if they have them. Go check them out. See if they're on YouTube. See if they have a LinkedIn page. See if they have a blog, right? Like just give them a Google and see what comes up. Most me working mediums do have things out there, right? Like they've put their work out in the public so you can get a good sense. Now there are people, there are mediums that don't have any social media presence and they're still fabulous mediums. If you recall in one of the most recent episodes of this podcast, I talked about how, you know, mediumship, you're, if you have the call of mediumship and you're drawn towards it, you might choose to be out and about or you might choose to be much more quiet about it, kind of behind the scenes, like my great, great, great grandmother, Mary, although she had to do that, not necessarily by choice, but because of the time, you know, talking about 1920s, 1930s, couldn't necessarily be talking about her mediumship on a podium, right? It was much more secretive. But 
you know, just because somebody doesn't have a social media, this is what I'm trying to say, just, just because somebody's not out there doesn't necessarily mean that they're not skilled. They just might be much more referral-based and behind the scenes and word of mouth, and that's okay too. Um, but you would probably be referred in order to find that person, right? So trust your energy. But if it is somebody that does have a social media um, you know, presence and they're putting things out there, you will get a, a really good sense of what they're all about right from the get-go based on what they're talking about, the reception that they have, um, and just their energy. You can trust energy. We're all intuitive. Whether or not you believe you're intuitive or not, you are because you have an intuition. We all do. It's a built-in survival mechanism. It's just probably that you don't trust yours. If you don't think you're intuitive, it's because you don't trust it. It's not because you're not. You can trust the vibes. You can trust it. So make sure that you're finding the right person. You feel good about the person that you've chosen. That in itself should really calm the nerves. Those two things. If you do your research, right, you read the person's reviews, you watch their stuff, you're like, okay, they, they seem legit. They've been referred to me. So I know other people have had experiences with them. They're not just like some scam artist who's never going to do the reading and just take my money. Nope. They have a business. They have reviews. Okay. So that, that in itself should really lessen a lot of nerves for you. So do yourself a favor and do those things before jumping in. I'm going to talk about mediumship right now. If you're booking a mediumship session with me, what can you expect? Well, you can expect that we will join virtually. I do everything virtually. So we will be looking at each other on a screen side by side. And um, if you're not comfortable with being seen, you can always turn your camera off, but I do need to hear you. And I will start by briefly introducing myself by giving someone a sense of how I work. And then I will get right into it. So there's not a lot of time in the beginnings that's wasted. And I will close my eyes and take a few really deep breaths and I'll explain why I'm doing this. I'll explain that I'm doing this because I am setting my intention to open myself up to whomever is around. That's important for you to know if you are new to me and you're just listening to this that when you book with me and you go through all the rigmarole of choosing mediumship and then choosing the date and time and then um, after you do that you'll be brought to like an intake form and the first thing on the intake form the first question it says Amy likes to go into a reading blind quote unquote if you would like to leave you know, a general comment or a question in here, you may, but that you don't need to, you know, kind of fill in the blanks. You don't need to give me a ton of information right off the get-go. And I'll tell you why I do that. I do that not for me. I do that for you, the client, because if you leave that section in blank and then I connect to you and we're chatting, getting to know each other, and I set this intention, okay, so I'm here to connect to your loved ones in spirit. I have asked you to set your intention beforehand with who you're hoping to come through. And that person comes through to me and I give evidence of things about them, examples of evidence. 
sometimes I get right away, I get a sense like this is a father, this is a mother, this is a child, right? Sometimes I immediately get that relationship more than not. I would say like, I always get the relationship. I think that's a really important piece of evidence for me actually. And then I often am given bits and pieces about the person's physical appearance. So I will say, okay, like, I feel like I have a father here. He has really dark ha uh, hair and dark eyes. And he's like showing me a mustache. It makes me feel he must have had a mustache um, at some point or there's something funny about it. You know, um, I will bring through potential memories that you had together. One key piece of evidence that I always ask for is tell me something that has happened very recently that's current time for my client as a way to show them that you in spirit are always with them even in the very mundane moments now i feel like it will be okay for me to share this in an anonymous fashion but the the client i was speaking to in the beginning who brought this question and this experience through for me just had a reading, like I said earlier this week, and it was with um, her, her loved one in spirit is someone that I have connected to multiple times over the years. So I'm very familiar with them. Um, and so I feel like that loved one in spirit really, really has a good sense of how I work, right? And it's not like she needs, or they need to prove who they are to me or, or to the client. Like there's that level of trust. Okay. Like this is definitely who this is. Um, and so that spirit person brought through, um, seemingly to me, random pieces of evidence, but they were not random at all. One thing that she brought through that I will share with you is this loved one in spirit kept showing me a raincoat. And I could see that there was green on the, the color green on the raincoat. And I said, I know this is random because I don't have a lot of context about this, but this, this loved one of yours is showing me a raincoat and there's some like kind of back and forth, like, do I like this? Do I not like this? Do I need a new one? And you know, there's green on it. And my client was like, yesterday I was going for, I'm going to go out for a walk with my spouse. It was raining. And I dug out my raincoat and it's pink and green. And I was kind of like, I don't know. I feel silly wearing this. I don't think these colors go together. Maybe I should just get a new raincoat. That's a piece of evidence that, you know, her loved one was aware of that situation just the day before. So I always ask for something like that too, because I feel like that is one of those things that really sticks with people. So it's not just, my loved one is not with me, you know, just at Christmas and just at special occasions on my birthday with me very often through the mundane parts of life. And I think that's so powerful. So I will bring through these bits and bobs and these pieces of evidence as a way to identify who it is that we have with us. And it will be enough for you to go, oh, like, that's specific. Yeah, it must be. It must be, right? And then we just keep going. Now, I'm not somebody that needs you to feed me information. As you know, I go into a reading blind, so I don't, I don't want to know. Don't tell me. When I'm doing the reading, if I ask you a question, I will preface by saying, hey, 
Um, I'm gonna ask you a question, all I need is a yes or no. You don't have to give me any other information. And it's usually just so I can clarify if something's coming in a little bit convoluted or I don't totally get what's being said. So it, it kind of helps me go in the direction without needing all the pieces, right? So if I'm like, I don't know what this is trying to tell me, but I'll say, hey, like this is what I'm seeing. Does this make sense, yes or no? And you say, yes then I don't need to know why it's important. I just know that it's important and I need to keep going that direction. So you could expect that from me. You could expect some yes or no once in a while throughout. Um, now some people will come to me with a big old list of questions, especially if they're doing an intuitive guidance session where they're hoping for information about themselves and their life and they're looking for direction. They might go, you know, what about this? What about this? What about this? What about, and that's okay. Now I will tell you personally that I've had clients who have shown up for readings where they're like, okay, I'm an open book. Anything that wants to come through can come through. And then in the next session they have with me down the road, they might come in with a lot more questions. And after they've done both, they will tell me, I think I like it better when I come in here without 15 questions. And I feel like that is because then you feel like things are coming through organically for you rather than you just asking questions and me giving answers. When things come through on their own without you telling me anything, it can be that much more impactful. I'm okay with either. It's what you're comfortable with, but I do always want you to know that you don't have to ask questions if you don't want to. Or it can be a little bit of both where you're like, let's just see what happens. But also when we get towards the end, I do have a couple of questions. That's fine too. I am very much like, let's go with the flow. Everybody's an individual. Therefore, every reading is individual. So something that I hear often that I am, a question that I received is, what happens if no one shows up for me? Like what happens if I book a reading with you for mediumship and it's crickets and there's nobody else, there's nobody in the spirit world that will come through for me. And I understand that that is a valid question. And I understand actually from people that have had readings with me that they had that worry because they've had a reading where they've gone and the person's like, I'm sorry, I, I can't, there's nobody here for you in spirit. Now for me, I, I don't get that because I have never done a reading where somebody hasn't come through in spirit. Um, somebody will come through for you from in spirit. Like I can go on record and say that. Somebody will. If you're setting your intention that you want to connect to a certain somebody, 90% of the time they will come through on their own without being asked. You know, and that's, that's thousands of readings over the last five years that I've had that experience. 90% of those thousands of readings over the last five years, the person you are hoping for comes through on their own without you asking for them. That's to show you that when you think of them, their energy comes to you. You set the intention, oh, I want to connect to my grandpa and then I'm like, Grandpa here, he's a veteran, he's smoking a cigar, he's referring to this, he's talking about this, like all these specific things come through and you become like, you're going to be like, oh my God, <laughs> right? And that's what I love to see. I, I want to rock your world. 
in a good way. I don't, I don't want you to leave here fearful, but I want you to leave the reading going, my God, I have to like rethink my whole, my whole view of life in a good way. That's good. I'm here to expand your consciousness, right? I'm here to, I'm here to, I'm here to get you to think. I'm here to show you that you're so loved and supported more so than you could ever imagine. Um, so yeah, and the other 10%, some spirits like to be invited in. And sometimes I'll, I'll have like brought through people and be like, okay, I have your grandparents, I've got your dog, I've got these people. And then I'll say, I feel like the person that you really, really were hoping for today has not come through yet. Is that correct? And they might say, yeah. And I'll say, okay, just hold them in your mind right now and think about them. And then they'll come through. There's been a handful of times where I've said, okay, so I feel like they're going to, they want me to, you know, kind of draw them in a little bit closer. Can I just have their first name? And they'll say, it's Jamie, for instance. I'll say, okay, Jamie, Jamie, come forward for my client. They're really hoping to connect to you today and hear to you, from you today. And then Jamie comes through. So it just, and you know, often when those, there's certain spirit personalities that are like that, it makes sense because that's how they may have been in life, right? Like spirit keeps their personality. How else would they identify themselves if they didn't come through as you knew them? So you don't need to worry about that. I aim to make you happy. My biggest aim is to make you feel loved and seen and supported and to expand your consciousness. And I also aim to have you leave me with more answers than questions. I incorporate a lot of kind of coaching and intuitive development in my readings. So I bring through all that stuff. I bring through the guidance. I bring through the evidence. And I also tell you how you can connect to this person too. How, what you can do to practice that intuitive muscle. What will work best for you? How will that spirit person, how will Jamie come through to you? What sign are they going to give you? I incorporate those things as well. I do not need to, like I said, I don't need to know who you want to connect to in the beginning. So I absolutely do not need any personal effects of the spirit person. I do not need a photo of the spirit person. I don't need any of that. There's something that I do called a pre-recorded reading. Okay. And so what that means, um, this is one option. You can do it live with me where we're sitting together live time in front of the screen talking to each other. Or you can purchase a pre-recorded reading, which a lot of my international clients will use because of the time difference. And one example is coming to my mind where I did a pre-recorded mediumship reading. And so that means that one, I have no information going in, right? Because I say, leave a blank. Don't tell me. No information going in about who they want. I don't know who they are. Sometimes people even leave like pseudonyms. They won't even put their like actual name in the intake form. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. It really doesn't. And um, I know the way they do this. They do this because they're, they don't know me and they're not sure if they can trust me and they don't want me to 
have the option of Googling them ahead of time. And that's okay. It's not offensive to me at all. I know why people do things like that. But this one example is somebody booked a mediumship session pre-recorded, so they're not with me. I do it on my own time. I do it just like I'm doing this podcast where I'm talking to my screen alone, but I'm channeling. So I, I start the reading the exact same way. I take a few deep breaths. I set my intention to connect to so-and-so's loved ones that are in spirit. And then I just start relaying. I talk and I tell you through the screen everything that's coming in. Every piece of evidence that come, that's coming in. So I did this, um, in, I do this all the time, very often, but in this one example I'm thinking of, I did that, brought through a bunch of stuff, and towards the end, I was like, I feel like I have a little boy here. And I was like, two little boys, actually. So I, I feel like they may be two little boys in spirit. And I said, for whatever reason... I feel like they want me to connect with you further to have them come through. And so that was after, you know, bringing through all kinds of other people and bringing through a bunch of information. It was just like this last piece that came in. So I sent it off to her. Didn't know where she was in the world, nothing. Sent it off to her, but she responded and she was like, yep, everything validated. And like at the very end, when you talked about two little boys, those are the two spirit people that I'm most hoping that you would have connected to. And so you touched on them, but you didn't fully dive in there. And I said, I think it's, I feel like that happened because they wanted us to connect further. And not in the sense of like, I need you to pay more money and buy another reading. It was more in the sense like, I feel like they wanted, like in hindsight, I can see the spirit people did that that way so that we could kind of build a little bit of trust between the two of us because this person was already highly skeptical, okay, and kind of like, I'm not fully trusting of this. Like, I know everything's come in and all of that makes sense, but I'm still, I have my doubts, which is okay, by the way, to have doubts. It's completely okay. Healthy skepticism is really, really normal. And so I, I said to her, okay, this is what I'll do. You give me a little bit of time because I was, you know, kind of busy with one-on-one -on -one clients and things. And I said, in the next month, I will reconnect for you without her being there. Like I do another reading where I'm pre-recording it and sending it to her in an email. And I said, I will do that again. And I will set my intention to further connect to those two little boys and I'll send it off to you. And she said, okay, thank you. I'm so appreciative. Thank you so much for offering to do another reading, um, you know, to make me feel, to make me feel good, right? Because it, it's not like she was paying me again to do it. And so I did that and I sent it off to her and I got almost an immediate response, like within the hour. And she's like, okay, Amy, let's, let's have a heart to heart. And she explained to me that she lived in Germany. So I'm in Canada, so that's quite a far away. That she used um, not her real name on the take for, and that um, she was very skeptical and she was very reserved, and that she was hoping for, that I connect to um, a baby that she had lost um, during pregnancy, which was one of those little boys, and to her baby brother who had passed when he was quite young. 
And so in that second reading where I went back and I connected to them further, she said the things that you brought through were so specific about us and our lives and even, you know, my, my stepfather who was her little brother's father, things about him and things like all kinds of details, like specific details. She said, I, I, you are absolutely doing this for the right reasons. And you just wanted me to, to, you wanted me to heal. You wanted me to have this experience. And it wasn't just about, you know, um, taking my money and giving me a reading where I had some more questions. You went above and beyond. And I said, yeah, you know, and I think your little, your little people, your little spirit guys really wanted that because I think they knew that if they came through in the first one, maybe there would still be an aspect of reluctance, but the very act of me like offering to go back in and to do that further and more gave her a feeling that she could trust me and it broke down some barriers whatever was keeping her a little bit skeptical whatever those barriers were were broken down through this act of kindness and we both recognized that when we chatted afterwards that that's very likely why that happened but for the most part that doesn't happen for the most part exactly what you're you're hoping for comes through in your reading um so I feel pretty confident that I can bring through who you're hoping for, whether they come through 90% of the time organically or whether we ask for them. If you book a mediumship reading with me, I am absolutely going to bring somebody through for you. Absolutely. And um, it's really normal to feel nervous. But like I said, if you're doing your research ahead of time on the medium, you're getting a good feel, you're seeing how they work, you're reading their testimonials, you should feel a little bit more comfortable about that. And if you know that the person you're choosing to do this work for you is not fear-based, is not going to bring through scary things, it's not going to tell you when you're going to die or when somebody else is going to die, then that also will help with nerves. Um, but it is very normal to feel nervous. So on my FAQs on my website, it says, is it normal for me to feel nervous? And I respond, absolutely. It is okay to feel however you feel. I often feel all of the emotions too. If you are feeling especially fearful, I might suggest postponing the reason, reading until you are a little less afraid because nerves and fear are, the not, are not the same thing. So if you're just kind of like nervous excitement and you have a lot of expectations and you're kind of naturally a little bit skeptical, but you're open and you're curious, we'll have no trouble. There's been one experience in five years where the person that I was connecting for a mediumship reading was terrified and I could feel it as soon as I connected. I'm like, oh my God, this person is terrified. It's not nerves. It's fear. And so I said that to them. I said, you know, are you really scared right now? And, and they said, yes. And I said, what is it that's causing you so much fear? Like, what can I do to help with this? And so we said, did some breath work. We did some, you know, deep breathing and things like that. And I, and she had some questions for me and I, and I answered them for her, honestly, um, just fears and apprehensions that she had. And she ended up telling me that she, the fear was coming from a religious kind of belief, um, and that's what was making her scared, but she also was curious and wanted 
to be here and wanted the information. And so we were able to kind of work through that in the moment. And that's what I mean by every session is individual because every person that books is an individual. I will work with you where, where you're at. I will work with you where you are at. So that's what you can expect from a reading. You know, if you're, if you're looking for intuitive guidance, I'm going to tap into your energy field as a living, breathing person. And I always ask you to set your intention. So if there's a certain area of life that you're hoping for guidance, like it might be around your marriage, might be around your job. You don't have to tell me those things. Just think about them before our session and then allow that guidance to come through. And almost every time it comes through, totally organic, I'll say, okay, I feel like you're trying, I feel like what I'm hearing is you're trying to weigh a decision around a relationship and the person will go, "Uh uh-huh. And then I'll keep going and going and going. It's called building the power. When I'm bringing in that evidence, it's how I build that power, raise the vibration. So I meet spirit where I, where they're at. Um, So yeah, if you're doing intuitive guidance and connecting to you as a living person uh, around guidance or healing or whatever it is that you need to know. There's been a couple times that I have been doing intuitive guidance. In fact, this has happened twice this week. So um, it happened, it happens sometimes um, where I was doing intuitive guidance readings for people. So they were, and funny enough, they were both wanting guidance around relationship and I didn't know that ahead of time, but I knew it as, you know, as soon as I connected to their energy. And in both of those readings, I sensed that there were children in spirit for them. And so I tactfully brought that up. And that was the case. And, you know, actually those children in spirit were connected to the relationship issue or question as well. So they were connected, which is why I would have tapped into that information. Now, it's important for you to know that if I'm doing an intuitive guidance session for you, I know that that means that you didn't sign up for mediumship, right? So it's important that I always ask your permission. So if I'm doing a session like that, that's not mediumship, and I perceive a spirit person coming in that wants to be heard and wants to help you in the moment, I will always ask your permission. So what happened this week was I said to these people, two separate clients, two separate readings, okay, I feel as if I have that little one with me in spirit. Is it okay if I proceed? Is it okay if I connect to them a little bit more fully so that they can bring through a message for you or evidence for you? And they both said, oh my goodness, yes, please. They were open to it. If they had said, no, I'm not ready for that or I'm not comfortable with that, then I would have not proceeded with that connection. But at the end of a reading, it always makes sense of why that happens if it does happen. But please know if that was to ever happen in your intuitive guidance session, that I would always ask your permission. It's really important that a medium has, a medium or a psychic has their client's permission to tap into their energy field or to their loved ones and spirit. So you could expect an hour or more, depending on which session you you chose, of evidence and guidance and loving messages with someone who has your best interest at heart, who is trauma-informed, who is 
working for your highest and best good, who is not fear-based and is doing this for your healing. And you could expect evidence, specific evidence to come through about any and all things whether it is about your current life, your current situation and where you need guidance or whether it's connecting to somebody that you love who has passed away. You could expect evidence. That is why I call myself an evidential psychic medium. That is the bread and butter of my work is evidence. So if you're somebody that needs that evidence and most people are, you will get it. You will get it. You can expect to feel lighter you can expect to feel expansive. You can expect to feel an emotional release. You can expect to feel comforted and loved and connected. Now, right after your reading, after you have a reading with me, what do I suggest you should do? Some things that you could do after your reading is to journal, take some notes, write about how you're feeling. Maybe write out some key messages or themes that have come forward for you in that reading. And after that, pay, pay close attention to kind of things that are going on. You know, it, it maybe little spirit signs or little intuitive feelings. Your connection after a reading is probably going to feel a little bit deeper. So you might begin to perceive and notice things that you otherwise may have not before the reading. All of a sudden you might be like, yeah, I definitely sense that person's presence. Or, oh, they told me that that was going to happen or that was a way that they showed up for me and that was a spirit sign. And now I'm seeing it all the time. Those are some things that you can do after a reading. To recap some things to do before a reading. Assuming that you've done your research, you've booked with the person that you feel most comfortable with, you set your intentions. Who and what is it that you're hoping to come through? If it's mediumship, you will write down or even think you know, in your mind of who it is that you're hoping that will come through in your reading. You can talk to them in the days leading up. If you're doing more of a psychic kind of reading, you could write down, okay, I'm hoping for guidance around my marriage and what I should do. What's in my highest and best good around my marriage? That would be your intention for that. So you can set your intention. Some people like to, um, you know, light a candle. They like to get comfy. That's what I love about doing virtual readings is you're in your space. I'm in my space. You can be anywhere in the world. So you're not limited by like location. So maybe you find the medium that you think is absolutely for you, but she lives across the ocean or he lives across the ocean. It doesn't matter. Energy transcends all of that. If you find somebody that you want to work with, and you've done your research and you've read the reviews and all that kind of stuff and they feel good. doesn't matter if it is virtual or not. A lot of people come comfy. You know, they're like, oh, I'm in my comfy clothes. Don't mind me. And I'm like, it's cool. Come as you are. Some people have a glass of wine or maybe their cup of tea. And they just make it an evening. You know, they make it an event. And I love that. You will want to be in some place that you feel comfortable. 
So it might be at your house, it might be in your car because your kids are screaming in the house and you need you want to be in a quiet place where you can focus. It is important that you try to be as um, as present as possible. I am completely okay if animals and kids are around. You know, I'm a mom and a pet owner, so I get it. Um, and so I don't mind if you're like, oh, do you mind if I go let the dog out for a minute? That doesn't bother me at all. This is real life. Um, but if you're bothered by the constant distractions in your space, it might be making sure that you have some time alone or you go to the car or you go somewhere where you feel like you can have that um that quiet time where you can be fully focused and present. And that's really all you got to do. You just got to come ready. Now, if you don't feel well on the day of the reading, um, you can let me know that, right? If I don't feel well on the day of your reading, I will let you know that because I always want to be at my best for you. So if I have a really bad headache or I'm nauseous or I'm sick in some way, I will give you as much heads up as, as possible and let you know that I'm not feeling well. And so I feel like it's in our best interest to reschedule. And if I ever had to do that, please know that I would give you my soonest poss possible avail availability. Like I would make time to do that. Um, so that you wouldn't have to wait a long time. And that's it. It's probably best that you don't come to see me if you are inebriated <laughs> or not clear-headed in some way. Just because that can really muddle the energy connection. But other than that, that's it. You come as you are. If there's somebody in your space that will be sitting there listening, I do often like to know that ahead of time because sometimes it can, um, I can be picking up on stuff about them and you'd be like, no, that's not about me and, and not tell me that there's somebody else right there. So it's just nice to know that ahead of time. Um, if you want a support person, you absolutely can have them sit next to you. But if you are wanting both you and your support person to receive spirit messages, then you would book a reading for two, which is available as well on my website. I hope that today helped answer some questions as well as gave you a little bit of insight into me and how I work and even some recent client experiences. And I hope it helps, you know, it helps you so you feel more clear. If you have any questions for me, please reach out on any of my social media. My handle everywhere is The Intuitive Rising. If you do not have social media and you would like to email me a question or a podcast topic, you can do so at Medium Amy Brooks, and Brooks has an E in it. So uh, B R O O K E S at iCloud.com. Thank you very much. Have a good one. I'll see you next time. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Intuitive Rising podcast. If you would like to continue the chats and join a group of like-minded souls on their own spiritual journey, please request to join the Intuitive Rising community over on Facebook. All are welcome. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider giving it a five-star rating. If you'd like to connect with me directly, please visit my website at theintuitiverising.com.